What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 303. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And we're looking for Tangerine with Adam. This week we watched A Rider's Odyssey. Yes. Or as I like to call it, Tangerine Dream. Yeah. I mean, and a dream, it, it was it was a it was it was a fever dream, kinda. Yeah. It was uh so the the reason that I suggested because I've seen clips from this movie for years at this point. Yeah, you know? we watched that one clip the night where the dude the suit came off of him and fought everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was the thing. Like even before it was released, there was uh, the uh, certain scenes like that scene was on Facebook. Yeah. People were sharing it. This movie looks incredible, you know, blah blah blah. And then it just kind of went away. It, you know, it came out this, that, and the other. And I I've always wanted to check it out because I thought that like that sequence where that suit is just fucking those dudes up was really really cool. You know. Um. And, you know, whenever you read the synopsis, it's like a writer's writing a story and it's affecting the real world. And it's like, how do these things, how does all this stuff kind of mesh together and everything? And, you know, they did something with it. They didn't explain how that worked. Well, at the end, I'm sitting there like when he's like, it's over, dude's dude's going to die, you're going to get framed with it. And I'm like, but wait a minute, what about the sore on your head? Yeah, exactly. Like if that right? world's not connected to this world, then what's that about? Yeah, yeah. But I, it 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 was. I liked it because it was original, and I just and I, like for these CGI fest movies, um, most of them are based on something. I, I mean, this seemed like it might have been, um, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but having having been someone who watches anime and all that kind of shit, you know, uh, it was easy to slip right in, even with the shitty dub. Yeah. yeah you just turn your brain off. Watch this movie. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was, when he it fought was, Sauron? it was, it was a oh good my, time. Yeah. That thing was well, fucking and, crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, is like the way that they built everything up and everything was like a sequel's going to happen. Right. Well, it, it could, felt, you know. It, well, you yeah. saw it the cut felt, scene at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, Y'all yeah, saw the credit scene it. where yeah. he's sitting under the tree and it's like... Yeah. Okay. Well, it just... I, I feel like it just lets you know he made it out. You know, you could... If you wanted to look at it through the one-and-done perspective, him in the armor, you know, they're, 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 they're thick as thieves and they go on to do their thing. Dude, when yeah. he crumbled that armor up, I was like, it ain't dead. It did that on its own earlier. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it felt very much like Nightwatch, kinda. You know what I mean? You know how like Nightwatch was like it just kind of drops you into this world. It is what it is, mm-hmm. and then you wait for the sequel to come out, and then that's when it really starts diving into what this world is, the implications of everything. Yeah, and that's how, that's how I felt about this one. And. Uh, all these and people the, had powers too, in the real world. Yeah, that, there's more to a, it. I think the yeah. the first hour of this movie is so much movie. Yeah, right. Like you've got the fantasy plot going. You've got just the concept that it's in someone's imagination. Then you have the fact that th- that going on is affecting a world where. There's not necessarily a bunch of metahumans, but there are some. Some of them have really high, a, a bit like traits and abilities and stuff. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's like, they throw it all at you at once. And at first you're just like, what, what, what the hell is going on? You know? Well, well, never in a story touch kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like this would be the next step for people who like movies like sucker punch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it had a very much that kind of vibe to it for sure. Um, I wish that they would have spent more time in the fantasy world. Personally, I wish they would have because like the Crimson Knight thing was awesome. Yeah. The armor thing was awesome. Like the fight scenes and everything uh, was really, really cool. Blue main. I mean, red main. Yeah. Red main. That was, uh, I really liked the design and that whole sequence with the fight and everything like, that happens. Like it was really yeah, cool. I felt, I felt it's like, drums, I, felt it's like hard. The, I felt like the, the real world part side of the story was very convoluted is, is an understatement, yeah. you yeah. know, because very. you've got the whole assassin plot line, get his daughter back. Did y'all think that and woman then, was his daughter? I was, yes. I, I, I thought it the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And I was, and, and with Griffin talking about a sequel, I was like, I wonder if that, yeah. that would be a reveal. I thought that they were going to get old boy with it for a second. Oh, <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just playing all along some weird incestuary. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this movie on archive.org. Oh, okay. but there was no subtitles, but it wasn't dubbed. Okay. I pulled it up. Cause I was like, man, if I could watch this on something that doesn't have these fucking commercials, cause God damn yes. dude. Yeah. Every fucking little bit it's like commercial, commercial. And I'm like, yeah. come on, dude. You dragging you know this you out. You know what you can do though? I've done this before. Browser. Uh, you no, you can upload it to Plex and then you can uh search the uh um, Oh yeah, use their like database. Yes. Yeah. And if they don't I have was it, already you can watching it. it. Um yeah. just so just just FYI the uh the the browser version of Tubi. Yeah, if you have Adblock um, on, it won't do that. Yeah, it'll. it'll keep and that's it what I should have done. I should have come in here and hit stream from my browser to my Chromecast instead of doing it from my yeah. phone. It's what I should have done, that's, but I didn't know that you I could was do already that in it. Yeah. But oh well, and what was cool is uh, use uh, and I know we have no affiliation with Tubi, but uh, uh, it was my first uh, time using it on the PC because you know it's it's standard on a lot of smart TVs nowadays. But uh, using it on the on the PC, just like just like any other video service, it's free, like YouTube and stuff. You literally can just search it, pull it up, and have it go, and you don't have to sign in or yeah, have which is crazy, right? Yeah. yeah, I was I was very. I was very impressed at how streamlined yeah. it was for me to pull it up and watch it. Now, if it. you do it on the phone, it will make you, on the app, it yeah. will make you log in. But on the computer, you just watch whatever, because it'll still play ads. Yeah. If you don't have yeah. an ad block. But I like Tubi, man. There's a lot of good free services yeah. out there. Dude, you know, freebie and there, there was so many foreign films. Because after I searched for that, then it started recommending stuff mm. to me. There's so oh, many yeah. foreign films on there. And I had no idea that it, that Tubi, uh, Tubi had it like that. So like, yeah. And, and a lot of them looked like they were now. It was great quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. I had no issues on my end. Um, but, but what y'all were saying with the, uh, all the extra films that are on there, 
uh, when this one went off, I noticed that there was just a slew of other movies, you know, in the same vein, I assume. Uh, but the thing with this movie is that with a lot of these other um, Asian adventure stories, uh, they they kind of teeter on the $5 bargain bin. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know... I, I I honestly now like on being on the other end of this this movie's viewing, uh, I would not have mind. I, I wouldn't have felt ripped off if I'd paid ticket price at the theater. No, not like, at all. Like like granted, I wouldn't have been walking out being like you know, dude at the end of the Breakfast Club, fist pump in the air. But like, I would satisfied. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it wasn't terrible at all. Like, and like I said, it would have worked better in my opinion, if it would have either been a setting up for a sequel or B even a TV series or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like there, I think another good, another good two hour movie like this would have flushed the story out perfectly. And it been a good one, two punch. Yeah. I, I love that, that the, the ending fight with the armor and everything where he like saves his life and everything. Because, like, just that whole back and forth that those characters, like, you know, the armor and the guy have and everything, like, I loved, I loved all that stuff. It was so, so, so fun to watch, you know? Well, like, and for me, I feel like a lot of, a a big turnoff point for people is going to be probably the dub. Because I'm pretty sure there was only, like, four people that voiced this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. And... The line delivery was kind of flat in some parts, particularly over the dub. It of the was child. better on the yeah when I pulled it up on what you call it archive, mm-hmm. and it was the I skipped ahead just a little to see if it was dubbed, and it was the scene where he's fucking those dudes up in that truck. Yeah, you know, and he was like, ooh, ooh, you know, well, we'll see. and like <laughs> yeah, they're not saying sure. like tangerine. Yeah, it sounds a and lot for different. Sure the, and. Yeah, man, and it normally when it comes to stuff like this, I, I've 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 trained myself to just bite the bullet and read a subtitled version and just deal with the voice acting uh, language barrier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, simply because it is better and it's more engrossing. But you know, with us, you know, being American here, you know, we we. We have, we at least I know with me growing up, like with Dragon Ball and stuff, just dealt with the dub, the dubs of, of animes and any kind of uh, story like that. Even like the old, the old Bruce Lee movies, where you know you have the out of sync lips yeah, and voice yeah. acting. You know, it's just always been a staple, and I feel like if 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 you can get past that, then there's a lot to enjoy about the movie. But I feel like that's probably the big filter. It kind of makes it cheesy with the. It does. You look past it, it. Like, I would have rather had it subtitled. Yeah, right. Better performances, but you know, this was the highest, one of the highest grossing Chinese films of the year when it came out. I mean, and I, they I, will I, I be making a sequel. Um, okay. It, I just read an article the, here. It is based ever, on a book. So, do you guys ever watch movies and <laughs> the film all the time? <laughs> Just let me <laughs> let me breathe when I'm talking, guys. God, no. But uh, for real, whenever you're watching a movie and the movie's tone and lighting, it captures like a lighting and feeling you've experienced in the real world. 
Yes. And kind of harkens to others. Like, like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I just imagine that like it was like a sunny afternoon. Yeah, like when they're out yeah. there in that grass and he's riding. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, dude, that city looked crazy. Like the one in the real world, which was a real yeah. place. I'm like, how tall they make these fucking apartments? Yeah, right. Uh, so the you said this sequel, was based on a book? Yeah, a novel. Okay. It was adapted from, but the the sequel uh, will continue the protagonist's adventure. So it will be, you know. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll finally get more of the real world. I bet that's okay. his daughter, dude. And I bet, yeah, I bet it's going to break down the Aladdin I mean, group more and probably dive into why there's human, humans with, with like enhanced... And- yeah. Why it was so important for him to kill him and Yeah. Well well here's well well now that I think about it that's so if that was his alright, so according to the movie, the author or the writer was the son of the Aladdin group's business partner at yeah. one point. Yeah. That it seems like he kind of fucked him over. Took yeah. the well, business for himself. Well, well, now that I think about it, 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 it already explained why the book and everything's happening. That's that dude's ability. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's able to alter reality. Oh, he, yeah. he's he's like Patrick Danville from the from the Stephen King book Insomnia. Like when he can write and draw shit, it can manifest in the real world. Yeah, you would definitely want to get rid of him because if he ever found out that you killed his dad. Yeah. Because he's just over here accidentally fucking with that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's, yeah. That's, I'm going to have to look this up and read that. That sounds like a fascinating story, dude. Well, dude, like yeah, when right. he was like a scar from a very long time ago, he's red man. Which, which yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like, like, I mean, my, like my, the, my. it is the never ending story, but through the perspective of an author. Yeah, I like the design that they for they had for Redmain. Like, yeah, the way that he had the multiple arms and yeah. everything, but it was like back to back kind of, yeah, like, like, a, like some so sort of like some sort of like Hindu war god or something. Yeah, yeah. It when was he was really doing cool. that one scene where he was like crab walking like on his back. Oh yeah, and, then, right. and that dude comes up and he catches the sword. Then that dude, I'm like, where do you get this big ass fucking sword from? You know? yeah. I will. I will say the 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 one part of the movie where the the dub's voice acting and the scene lined up nice and was a good shot was actually not a very big action sequence, but it's the one where Redmayne and the the other guy I can't I can't remember his name they're out under that tree and dude's talking about his father. He's like, he was my friend. He's like, I, 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 yeah, like, I miss him. Like, yeah, chill, you know, that, that kind of, that, that, that whole thing unraveling, that was a really good, like, little moment. Yeah. It was, it was fun though, man. Like, I, I really did enjoy it a ton. It's just like, I can't wait for the sequel now. Yeah. Because, because we got so much set up in this and like, I don't know, man. There's something about the Asian fantasy. Just the scope of everything, like 
they really it's just so it. balls to the wall they really dude. go in on yeah it. yeah i love that shit yeah the, they don't try to ground it in reality like at all yeah. you know nobody no, wants like to you're... think about reality in china dude <laughs> so. that's true yeah how often were they smoking in this movie too oh, yeah whoa <laughs> that one dude at the beginning when he was talking with his little mask on little firefox oh yeah, that cigarette. That did you see the cigarette? When the it when was the, the chick ash. Set, when the chick set that tablet down when she was trying to convince dude to go kill the rider and she sparks one of I, I, my first thought was, Man, that's a real clean room you're in, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, they were in yeah. that hospital like that. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, it's cool that there will be a sequel. Um Yeah. But honestly, I was content to kind of go the way of, you know, because sometimes a good story always has unanswered questions, and it, it, it's what ke- lets it kind of have its, you know, it can, you know, you gotta let it cook. You gotta let it simmer. You gotta let it cook, man. And it's what it, it's it, it's those kind of movies where you can have discussions about it years later, like before we got Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know, we had the age-old debate of whether or not Decker was a replicant or not. You know, that was a big thing. Who shot first in Star Wars? All that kind of stuff. And I was willing to chalk that up in this movie and stuff like that. But that's cool that we will get more. And that there, well, at least least knowing that there are answers out there should the movie for some reason not get made. Not manifest itself. Do they know if it's in pre-production or anything? Well, this that article was in 2021. I just read that. They were like, there will be a sequel. Uh, when I went to the director's IMDb, it wasn't on there yet. But, you know, they do things a little differently. Now, if they get a hold of Unreal Engine 5, that movie's going to look fucking nuts. I would imagine COVID there probably fucked that up. Because yeah. it was in China. Where the movie was, you know, yeah. But you know that would that would suck if that was the death blow to that. But I mean, in reality, COVID kind of knocked the world's plans yeah. out. Well, I think it'll get made. It just pushed back. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I give it a full star, man. Yeah, this movie is just a full-on adventure. Yeah, not a you know. If you're if you're an analytical person, it's gonna be pretty, you know, shortcomings for you. But you know, fuck you anyway. It was it was it was fun, man. It was a fun time, and like, there's so much stuff that I'm just like, D and D. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, there, there's so much stuff that it pulled from, like yeah. not pulled from. But just there's so much aesthetics that it calls to now when you watch it, yeah. Because like first time I started, like whenever they showed the tree and the the gold leaves, my first thought was like Elden Ring, which I know this was before that, but I was still like, oh, that's the Earth Tree, that's where they're at, like, <laughs> and uh, everything from like even even the fighting from the CGI to the actual hand to hand choreography, it was all good, yeah. Um, when they did that raid and they brought in those, uh, those like dragon, like airships yeah, and dropping cool. the oil. 
Yeah. And then you just start seeing vol. They just do. They raise that thing to the ground quick. When the arrows come out and those two <clears throat> women are dancing. Yeah, it's like. And then they point and the arrows go, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. right. It was. It was their equivalent of the Fury Road bass player. Yeah. It's good though, man. Yeah, uh, full, there's a full star, dude. Yeah. Yep. I might pull that armor idea around. It was have cool. it. I it was talking. Yeah. Whenever it like stopped talking, I was like, man, good time to wake that well, motherfucker up, dude. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that armor is like a mashup of Soul Edge meets the Berserker armor. With um um oh shit. That Sony movie. Hungry. Um Venom? Yeah. Yeah, it kinda yeah, had a mean? Venom film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Puny here. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the guy that had it before. Oh yeah. The way that he rolls in. When like, he comes running out there? Yeah, dude. And like, it wasn't cheesy. I was yeah, yeah, this dude's about to wreck somebody's face off, dude. Good now, those stuff, those voice actors seem very familiar. The one that was the author and the one that did the voice acting for the author, the writer, whatever, and the well, I guess they kept the char- the characters carry over so you could distinguish who's who, of course. But some of them seemed familiar, particularly him. Like, I think I've heard him do anim- a lot of anime. Uh, so. Well, when you go look, yeah. I don't know if it'll give you the dub voice. I found a website that's oh. got it. So the guy that played uh, Guan Ning, which was the main guy, the rock guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, he did... Uh, he hasn't done a lot, actually. I mean, the Cliff Walkers, The Pact, The Colony, Vanishing, The Highwayman, those are all movies. This is the only dubbing. Hmm. Well, they're all using oh. that generic voice, too. I mean. Yeah. It's that, you know. Yeah. Generic, no accent. Yeah, most of these people aren't, they haven't done a lot. They all come from the same, a lot of the same movies, like The Highwayman, Cliff Walkers, Vanishing, The Exorcism of God, which is like, what? <laughs> What's that about? You know, like, what? I didn't know the sequel to Hellraiser was already out. Yeah, right. So, good stuff, though, man. Excited, like, when the sequel comes out, we'll definitely have have to throw it on the pile oh yeah because i would love to see a follow-up on that so the last of us filler i mean yeah but you know they had to DLC. show like what yeah it was DLC. so yeah filler <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah right. it really was filler but it wasn't bad though. Like, I enjoyed the episode. But here's, but here's, see, this is, this is one of the reasons, Griff, why I have to be your devil's advocate when it comes to like when you're like, man, I really want a story. They should totally make a, sh- a series out of it. 
this is exactly why I don't think there should be, man. It's a nine-episode run, and we have two filler episodes. Yeah, but they're very it's actually well part done of the game. For, yeah, very well done filler episodes, though. Well, this one was actually. <laughs> I part imagine of the you'd game. like the grabbing your balls with that. Like they were well made. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I, but that's my thing, though. We're so we're so we've got we're so far in now. We've got two episodes left. One. Well, we've got to make with the we got to make with the fucking Joel and Ellie story, dude. Like, well, and I think oh. that the next the next episode's probably going to be like an hour and a half long. If I had to imagine, I'm I have a feeling it's going to be like an hour and a half long. It is one, right? It's nine total. Okay, Was yeah. So written? yeah, eight's next. Yeah, March fifth. I see. Okay. What's weird though is it says they both have ten episodes, but there's only nine on there, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, I do agree with you; they're well made, but it's filler. It was, you know, a little bit of her back. Yeah. Since they didn't talk about it too much. Yeah. And this is what I'll say: I would, I would rather take an entire season of The Last of Us filler than another season of the walking dead can't argue with that at all <laughs> i mean i would mean, i mean, I, would I, mean I mean i was playing doubles advocate you put on boxing gloves like, <laughs> Good Lord, dude. i mean for real though like i would i would much rather watch one-off filler backstory episodes in the last of us world than to watch whatever the fuck daryl and carol and fucking oh yeah Laryl and Barrel and the rest Cheryl. of the fucking yeah the gang are doing oh yeah but, uh, yeah a bunch of other made up fuckers that weren't even source material you're not gonna like, watch the yeah. spinoff I agree with Michonne and Rick Negan is it Mich- I thought it was Michonne and Negan no it's Michonne yeah. and Rick it's like I, I think and like she's gonna have a baby or something like I mean shit three's company man. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all uh, looked up whenever you look up The Last of Us on Google, have y'all seen where the little mushroom comes up down there and if you click it, the fungus grows across the screen? No, what? Yeah, right here. There's a little red mushroom there and when you click it it grows. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That's that's pretty interesting. I like that. People are review bombing the episode, Trav. Why? I mean, you don't know why. <laughs> you one guess, take a guess. I yeah, mean, just I mean, same reason they review bombed the other one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like, and my Dude. thing too is is like you've got the filler episodes. The filler episode was directly in relation to Joel and the type of person that he is, and the person that he needed to be for this story to finish out. This was a filler episode all about Ellie revealing like her having a realization of the person that she needs. Cause he told her to leave. She yeah. could have left just like, you know, he, he could have dropped Ellie off on the side of the fucking road and just yeah. said, peace, you know, like they, he, so, well, he was going to leave her with his brother. Yeah. And then he didn't. Yeah, exactly. And the episode right. was called left behind. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, but I mean, I guess. Well, think about it. With the first quote-unquote filler episode, and how it pertains to Joel, we needed that for Joel because Joel is a much older character. Like there, there's, like, 
any adult becomes a it has become a complex character by the time you know you're fully grown going on. Mm-hmm. Ellie, on the other hand, we didn't need an hour of that. Yeah, I mean, I I get that they could have definitely cut like this in with a with another episode and dropped it down or like show a little flashbacks. Yeah, and they could have had it in relation to like her with the book that could have been a flashback to when she received the book. And then like, maybe they stumble across this thing and there's a flashback. So they could have definitely cut both of their backstories in with like, you know, the actual plot that's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it could have been like, for instance, it could have like some of that monotony could have been broken by having it play out as, um, and I think I've heard you and several other people who've played The Last of Us have talked about how a lot of the, the story is enriched with just Joel and Ellie walking. Like, you hear the dialogue playing out. Yeah. They could have done that where it's, you know, it cuts back and forth between them just making their way. Yeah. And, you know, every now and then when she's saying something, let the scene play out. Yeah. Well, and it's that thing, too, where it's like they don't, even in the game, if I remember correctly, I know for Joel this stands, but, like, they don't really talk about themselves in that kind of way. So, like, them, like, with the DLC being Ellie's story and then, you know, some of the things that you pick up throughout the world about Joel's story, you don't get that exposition in the game as much or at all, you know? Okay. So it's it's kind of like kind of true to that idea where it's like they're just strictly like in this together. It is what it is at the end of the day. Uh, I know that Ellie had like she would have a little bit more like conversational pieces where she would talk about like her her previous relationship and the person that she lost and all this kind of stuff. But I don't think that she explicitly came out and was like, there's like this girl that I was in love with and like we both got bit until the DLC came out. You see that. So, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I said, people are review bombing it. I don't, I don't, it is what it is. Even, even, even the stuff that, that I dislike the most, man, review bombing that, that, that's, that's low hanging fruit. That's that's a shit move. That's a shit move. Like you, you, if anything, you're promoting it more and getting more people to watch something. Like, yeah. it's not even about the subject matter. This, I'm just talking about just Review properly. <laughs> yeah, well, just properly being able to go, hey, I didn't like that offering that you gave to me as far as, like, your opinion based on you know, something that they released to the public. You, you mean pay with Nick offering? You pay with your money and you pay with your viewership. And if you want those, if you want content that you enjoy, if you want movies that don't suck in your opinion, then if there's enough people that agree with you wholeheartedly, and it's not some bullshit agenda that you're trying to pull, chances are if Hollywood doesn't make money off of it, they won't fuck with that property. Yeah. Or they'll at least keep rebooting the damn thing until one of them works. Well, and the the idea is like this is like twenty fifty. No, this is twenty thirty, right? Because the, the, like the outbreak happened in or yeah, the outbreak like happened in in uh, two thousand eight. 
I don't know. Anyway, but like at the end of the day, it's like, first of all, who cares? Second of all, like if if you lived in a post-apocalyptic world yeah, and you were able to overcome the odds, whatever the odds are, whether it be like alien invasion, zombies, whatever, then like being in a relationship with anybody is going to be like the least of everybody's worries. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if anything, it's going to be one of the most significant things for you to where the, the details almost won't matter because it's like, Hey, we got the fuck out of that. Yeah, like, exactly. That was, that was a, that was a, one of the most significant moments of my life. <laughs> like, yeah. And I got out on the other end with you. And so, however, however the writer wants to shape that, fine, whatever. I don't have a problem with that. I've never, I've never had problems on that kind of level. The problems that I have with with a lot of the writing and stuff is just when things are just so blatantly agenda driven, and yeah. it doesn't enhance a story at all. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Well, and it's that thing too. It's like, well, what did you expect? Like they, these. These people live together for God knows how long in the same room together, yeah. spent, spent all like, what did you think would happen? Yeah. It looked yeah. like wherever they were at was split up meant like guys on one, mm-hmm. you know, on one side, girls on the other side. Cause when they were running at the beginning, it was all women. It was all chicks. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you expect is going to happen? Rated. Yeah, and, I, so and, like, and 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 once again, I wanna I wanna stress the the idea that you pay with your wallet and your eyes, you know. And I don't think that, and I'm not I'm not saying that to polish up the whole. Well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's not what I mean at all. What I mean is that like, if Hollywood's not making the money, yeah, they was also they in won't. the game. So yeah, yeah. well. Well, just, you know, well, I feel like, you know, the, a lot of the review bombs are angled from not even thinking about the story, the context yeah. of it, you know, yeah. how it's written, all that shit. They just, they see, they see a, a thumbnail and then they lose their fucking minds. Yeah. And it's sad we live in a world that, that, that that's, a, that that's happening, but, you know, yeah, what can you do? Why can you do? Yeah. What's more believable, though? Like, Ron Swanson and his relationship with his ma- the, the man or Daryl and Carol? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's, more, what's a more believable relationship there? Well, I would have I said they were 50-50 until Daryl throws a grenade down a tank fucking barrel and blows it up. Yeah. That's true. But I, I I can't wait to see like the rest of it. Like it's been so good so far. So I can't wait to see moving forward how uh how they decide to to pan the story out and what happens with it. Looking forward to it. It's yep. been good. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm, I mean I I mean when I when I say it's a filler episode, it not it wasn't wasn't necessarily complaining, but it didn't you know it was filler. I mean it, it's like let's get back to yeah. the. Didn't matter the hand part. here, yeah. Is that, our boy dying that, or not? But they just trying to stretch that out. Like. Yeah. But that being said, it's still it's still a good watch, man. 
Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, we got a little bit of movie news here. So Jack Black puts himself forward as Superman. DC Studios chief James Gunn approves. <laughs> Beloved actor and musician Jack Black has put himself forward as the new Man of Steel for James Gunn in the DCU's upcoming reboot, Superman Legacy, taking to social media to don the red and blue suit and demonstrate how well-suited he is for the role of the iconic superhero. Black shared an audition video alongside the caption, New Universe, and DC co-chief James Gunn is very much on board. What's up, Jamie, Jamie Gunn, Gunn, Gunn? I was just taking a nap, Ski Black says in the footage before showing off his affinity for laser vision and taking flight Superman style. Filmmaker James Gunn then responds to the video in the best way possible, saying, I thought we agreed to save this news for Comic-Con. While many Man of Steel fans were left disappointed by the news that Henry Cavill will no longer play the role, Jack Black is perhaps the only man who can live up to such a legacy. Black did almost play a DC hero once in a scrap Green Lantern comedy project, and no doubt Superman Legacy could finally allow the School of Rock star to realize his dream. And the I, I've got the video pulled up. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it either. Uh, dude, uh, speaking of... Uh... Of Jack Black being in a superhero thing, uh, I, I, it would been, I would have been totally okay and would have laughed my ass off if they could have made him be the Green Lantern that was on his way to let Krypton know it was like with the technology to save Krypton, and he gets caught up in some dumb shit, and it, that's why, like you know, like they take a spin on it instead of making it tragic. Yeah, and he just yeah. wasn't there in time. Have it yeah. to where it's still tragic, but you do a comedic spin. You know, go comic book with it. There's supposed to be some comedy in there, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I've got the video pulled up. I've seen it. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I haven't watched it, so I'm interested to check it out here. All right, three, two, one, play. Jablinski. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Jack Black, we, dude. We don't deserve Jack Black no. at all. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It really is his dad. That would be I would so watch a Jack Black. I mean, I'm in. Well, dude, in some of this little like one-off stuff he's doing like with the you know, some of the off-the-wall characters. Like Suicide Squad type stuff. Something. You never know. Yeah, yeah. But that is funny. Yeah. And they're right. If there's anyone that can replace Henry Cavill, 
It's fucking know, Jack uh, Black, dude. Yeah, for sure, you know. Next up here, Hellraiser 2022 gets DVD released, but there's a catch for American audiences. Fans of Hellraiser have recently gotten a classic case of news and bad news. The franchise reboot described as a loyal yet evolved reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic received a wide release as a Hulu original last year. This year on March 27th, it will be made available on DVD. The bad news is that it will only be available in Barker's home country of the United Kingdom. The news in this article comes to us from Bloody Disgusting. Um, David Bruckner served as the director of Hellraiser after previously working on segments of VHS and Southbound in addition to Netflix The Ritual. The 11th installment of the franchise was written by Ben Collins and Luke Petrowski, who previously served as writing team behind Siren, Super Dark Times, and The Night House. Hellraiser is the only horror movie from last year that um, was released on streaming and has yet to see physical release in the United States. There's also Prey starring Amber Midthunder, which was also released on Hulu. There's also Texas Chainsaw Massacre starring Elsie Fisher, which, unlike the other two, was a Netflix original. All three of them were part of a long-running franchise with dedicated fan bases. Of course, the question becomes, if you really need a physical copy of something, if you can still watch it on streaming. Uh, the recent shakeups in the recent streaming uh, world provide one reason. If a movie or TV show were to be pulled off of a streaming site without a DVD or Blu-ray, then you have no way of watching it. With the Nevers now off of Tubi, some fans may never see the final six episodes. Same goes for Miss Miss Fletcher, which is now entirely gone. Additional reasons as to why fans might want a DVD, Blu-ray copy of their favorite movies or TV shows is still to be able to watch the media if they don't have access to the internet or are no longer subscribed to a certain service, or if they want to experience special features that often aren't available with streaming movies. This Collider article from a few years ago outlines other reasons in a similar vein. It's weird that they're just releasing it in the UK, but... Yeah, there's always a way. Well, yeah, absolutely. There's always a way, but, and also like maybe, because how cool would it be if they made like a special edition box set where it came oh, yeah. with the box or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I could see them waiting until like a specific anniversary to maybe release the original and it in a combo pack or something. You know what I mean? Like there's ways around it for sure. You know, see that's a Hulu, um, like Hulu's like, no, if you want to watch it, you have to watch it here. Yeah, exactly. But with it being, I mean, a, it's a year now, right? Maybe, I mean, it's getting close to being a year out. So, like, I think if if everybody that was going to watch it has watched it by no, well, you would think it dropped in September. Well, I, I think more more importantly is the point this guy makes for physical media. Because um, they can just take shit down. Yeah. yeah. They've done this to people that have paid for stuff. I keep seeing more and, and more videos where people talk about it. They're like, I had stuff that I bought on Amazon and now it's yeah. just gone. They can just take it down. And, yeah. and you know, it's easy to forget because it so much gets put out all at once. That it's such a, it's such a lucrative and saturated market. But at the end of the day, motion pictures are a form of art. 
Yeah. And to be able Absolutely. to just and to be able to just remove it and just have it wiped off is a crime to the creators, man. Yeah. Especially whenever you're working on a franchise that is one of like the most terrifying franchises to work with, not in terms of like the 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 horror element of it, the fact that like you have such a dedicated fan base to that franchise and then to be able to pull it off and make an amazing film that deserves so much recognition you know what i mean absolutely like if there was a u.s if there was a u.s region for this and it hit shelves today tomorrow i would go buy it immediately full price like it i enjoyed it that much that it's absolutely worth having a physical copy of in my opinion oh yeah for sure so yeah it's it's weird man it's it's weird like things that with streaming being what it is and then the way the way that companies are getting scooped up redistributed media's getting redistributed like i saw a thing the other day i didn't read the article but i saw a headline and i should have read it where it's like paramount and hbo are fighting over uh south park mm-hmm. and it's like i mean which is okay, on both. So, yeah so yeah. what if they pull all south park down until they get all this straightened out you know what i mean there's a way to watch it oh sure but, but i mean what are you gonna you know what are you gonna have to go through in order to watch it like you, you know and, and here's and here's the the conundrum and i know it comes down to company and company policies and all of that but you know once again with the snyder cut the fact that it it, it even was able to have a physical release yeah right is is like a is 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 insane but you know back to the article like i would i wouldn't i would like to have a copy of prey and even the new the new texas chainsaw massacre i thought i thought all of these newer ones that have come out they were all solid efforts and i think they absolutely went above and beyond their counterparts in terms of the sequel genre um you know with hellraiser it made hellraiser relevant again in my opinion yeah um and same for prey prey was a very it was that that was a very surprise enjoyment for me yeah for sure so we'll see what comes of it i honestly think that there will be you know some rectification of this in the future. It's just like, how long is who are going to hold out? So, till we'll the see. views go down on it. Yeah. And then they can make another cash yeah. grab at re- releasing it, you know? So, the new Dracula movie will be the scariest adaptation ever, according to Star. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula has been adapted many times in many different genres. This year, we'll see Nicolas Cage playing a less than serious take on the count in Renfield. Uh, But for those looking for something darker, it seems that the last voyage of the Demeter Demeter? Uh, could be the movie that brings the legendary vampire back to his dark and sinister roots. The movie is based on one chapter from Stoker's novel, that is taken from the captain's log of the Demeter. Demeter. 
the ship that brings Jacula to Whitby and finds its crew terrorized by the dark presence they are unexpectedly delivering in their cargo. While the segment of the story has been adapted several times in many of the big screen and TV adaptations of the novel, this is the first time that a whole project has been focused on just that chapter. The last voyage of the Demeter is slated to be released in August this year, and one of its stars, David Dasmalchain. Dasmalchain? I think that's uh, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Has been, uh, who has been recently known for his appearance in Marvel's Ant Man franchise, recently discussed how the film would chill the blood of audiences. He told Collider uh, Andre is a student of and child of grown up on the genre. Pours his backbone and he is a true monster kid. He has this deep love and affinity for, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula as I do his knowledge of the book and his passion for the characters so beautiful and he's gone this really intense and unique vision and a way of telling stories that is so outside of the box so anyone who's familiar with his works like Troll Hunter scary stories to tell in the dark the autopsy of Jane Doe uh, you go well this guy never takes a little swing he takes a big swing he took a huge swing with this film I think it's going to scare the crap out of people but it's also going to be one of those movie experiences that transports you to this other place. I've wanted to watch the autopsy of Jane Doe for a very long time. The and crooked Troll man Hunter. from the conjuring two is the guy that playing Dracula. That's cool. Did, I, did, I, yeah. did we ever get around to watching scary stories to tell in the dark? I don't think so. Because I don't know about you guys, but that fucked me up as a kid, that book. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a... The one with the woman with the ribbon around her neck? Yeah. And then when, like, whenever she took it off, her head fell off. She was just yeah. a decapitated head tied together. I was I was like, how, how, how elementary kids could read this. Yeah, right. It's in the book <laughs> fair. This is fucked yeah. up, dude. Scholastic, yeah. man. I like what you're cooking, but damn, turn the heat down. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind doing kind of a deep dive on this guy's uh, filmography at some point, especially like this sounds really cool. And it's interesting that they're focusing on a specific chapter, which like go wild with it. And it sounds like the director is. So why not? Well, we've always, we've always pointed out in certain movies and stories that they're like man that, that that's just a movie in and of itself or that's just you know and it looks yeah. like this guy seems to have a, a similar view on some things where he's like man that that's a whole a whole movie in and of itself right dracula on a ship fucking the crew up and it's like yeah. well, okay i'm down and it's interesting that like it was written from the the logs of the captain so i'm assuming it's going to be from the captain's point of view if it's Which if there's is, not if there's not a part where that ship's just hit, hitting the waves, and you yeah. can sink it to salt seas of salted blood by Black Dahlia, yeah. I mean, look at that. Look at that picture that they dropped in there for it. I mean, that's pretty, pretty legit. So, next up here, Attack of the Meth Gator movie teased by <laughs> the Asylum. I knew so this they, was going to happen when they released Cocaine Bear. I knew it. So we're going to have we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have drug fueled monster or drug fueled animal monster movies now. Yes, Meth Gator. Bye -bye has a, a new market has entered the chat. Yeah, 
dude, Meth Gator versus Florida Man. Oh, who's gonna win? You know, I mean, Florida. So man. this, yeah, you're right. And then Turtle Man shows up. He's on know? meth too, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the asylum is teasing a cocaine bear inspired film about an alligator fueled by meth. As the attention surrounding the release of Cocaine Bear has been immense, the asylum took to Twitter to unveil a poster for a film they're calling Attack of the Meth Gator. No other information has been revealed, and horror fans are still trying to determine if the poster is a joke or indeed intended to promote an upcoming movie from the film company. Subsequent tweets from the asylum aren't making things much more clear either. Hold our bear, I mean beer, coming for your life this summer, reads the original tweet, including the Attack of the Meth Gator poster. In response, one person questioning if this movie is real or not, the asylum responded, this is real. We're pumped the meth. <laughs> We're pumping the meth into Florida freshwater reserves as we speak. <laughs> Using the hashtag, hashtag we only make documentaries. Another follow-up tweet added, this is a photo from the film set yesterday. It's real. This is all real. It's always been real. The tweets are clearly being comical, but it wouldn't be a surprise to see the asylum move to, uh, forward with something like Attack of the Meth Gator. The indie film company specializes in producing mockbusters that are clearly parodies of more mainstream films. Last year, the asylum debuted their first mockbuster that screened in movie theaters with the arrival of the Top Gun Maverick-inspired film Top Gunner Danger Zone. Some of their other recent titles include Thor, God of Thunder, Battle for Pandora, and Jurassic Domination. See if you can guess which films these are those are inspired by <laughs> so i mean we might have to check some of these mock busters out dude. yeah i've pulled up their thing i was looking at it top gunner oh so they I did mean, sharknado okay that makes sense it does make sense there's this fucking thumbnail they've got of cocaine bear yeah right it says top <laughs> Right now, Top Gunner Danger Zone has a 1.9 on IMDb. God damn. We have got to watch it. It's got a 3 out of 5 on Hoopla, 3 out of 5 on Voodoo. We've, we've if, got to it, see if it mirrors those movies at all, where like it starts, it's like, America, one of the best pilots. We made them. And then the movie starts. I mean, and they're I'm all they're all doing TikTok dances on a fucking naval carrier. Maybe when yeah, right. um, cocaine bear drops, we should do a whole month of just of mock yeah. mockbusters, mockbusters. Yeah, I definitely want to watch cocaine bear. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, dude, we call it Junkie Animal July. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. So next up here, TV Horror Master has a new Nightmare on Elm Street idea, but doesn't know who to pitch it to. So Mike Flanagan has made himself a name, has made a name for himself as one of the go-to names in horror, having delivered uh, shows such as The Haunting of House Hill, Midnight Mass, and The Midnight Club. Now, as well as having his dream of bringing Stephen King's Dark Tower series to life, the writer-director also has his sights on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, but has one major problem. Fans of Freddy Krueger have seemingly shut down the possibility of seeing another Nightmare on Elm Street film thanks to their inability to see anything other than Robert England playing the role of the Dream Demon. 
The last attempt to bring Freddy to the big screen was in the 2010 reboot, and the reaction was enough to put off many others even attempting to dip into the franchise. Although England has made a small appearance as the character in a Halloween special of the Goldbergs, he has mostly dismissed the idea of playing Kruger again in any larger capacity. For Flanagan, however, there is another issue to contend with uh, than who wants to play Kruger, and that is who exactly he needs to speak to in order to pitch the Nightmare on Elm Street idea. He told the Script Apart podcast, One of the franchises on my list forever has been a Nightmare on Elm Street. Boy, that would be fun. I have a whole take for it that I worked out a couple of years ago, and my understanding is the right situation for that title is so fraught, no one knows who controls it really, and no one knows who to pitch. Who to pitch. So I keep saying to my agents, send me in on Nightmare on Elm Street, and they're like, we'd love to, but we have no idea who you should talk to. And I've talked to, I spent almost a year of my life with a Nightmare on Elm Street star, Heather uh, Langenkamp, and we would talk about it. It's like nobody knows what to do. Since Wes Craven revitalized the Freddy Krueger franchise in 94's Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and fans were given the horror showdown they had been demanding in Freddy vs. Jason, the question of whether the Nightmare on Elm Street IP has anything left to offer is one that has yet to be answered. However, the main issue for Flanagan getting his Kruger revival off the ground is the complex rights issues around the character in the franchise, which are very similar to those faced by the Friday the 13th franchise. Although that particular scenario seems to have been resolved recently with new movies and a TV and a TV show being in the works for Jason Voorhees, whether something like that could happen with a nightmare on Elm street is yet to be seen. Nevertheless, it certainly certainly looks like Flanagan uh, has the bit between has the bit between his teeth to get his pitch heard when he can find out who he needs to contact. As for showing new stuff to the Kruger mythology, I feel like doing a, a reboot, just keep it simple and give us what we know and just do it in a modern, well-shot, well-made, you know, revitalization and then go from there. Right. Well, and I was just going to say, it's weird that they didn't mention that he directed Dr. Sleep in that list of stuff. I know, right? Well, that's something that I would definitely, you want to put in the article, you know? Yeah. Well, the fact that Freddy Krueger is based off of like shadow people, Mm -hmm. like the hat man in particular, if if, if y'all ever read into those myths and stuff, he's based, he's like, he's a, he's a, a, a version of that. Right. And doing a film like, and, and maybe it's because my mind's so warped by a two, four films right now. But have it to where, you know, you just have a, a family move into a house. Good old fashioned setup, man. People say they see shit and they don't. They don't ever stay here long. And then you find out that it's fucking Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and have it to where he's, you know, he because the whole idea is you can you could break down the mythology of like the type of spirit he is. Yeah. All that kind of shit. And it's been yeah. 13 years. I think enough time has passed to... Yeah, yeah. for sure. Maybe fire up another well, one. And not only that, but like, you know, the idea... Like, if they elaborate on, elaborated on the idea of what Freddy actually is and have an idea of like, okay, it kind of... Because 
you know, the, the parents were involved in what happened to Freddy Krueger in real life. Right. And that's kind of where a lot of that stuff stems from. Well, enough time has passed where if you wanted to continue the story on, you absolutely could, but it has to be something that is connected. It's like, it's like Freddy Krueger manifested itself as Freddy Krueger because of the parents, right? You could look at it that way in a big way and you could take that idea and run with it and you could take it, take the idea of like, okay, with sleep technology and like sleep studies and things like that, where can you go with writing a Freddy Krueger story? Like there's a lot of like, potential there just on like the psychological aspect of well yeah you could you could take you could take the science aspect like what you're talking about and let that be the vessel that the audience uses like all right we're going to test this machine on the girl yeah it's going to be the one that's that's going to you know stand up to freddie at the end but you use that to be the launch pad to 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 go from the natural to the supernatural and and explain that Kruger is something else like yeah like there's like there's no science for him yeah exactly and, and and when you when you can get you can have that in a scene where that sever happens where it's like all right we're not relying on science anymore now yeah you just go off the fucking deep end and that's when we get all the crazy nightmare scenarios and and stuff that he does yeah because play it because play it simple at first have him be a typical shadow person and let that like i really think that that they they use that as the grounding for it where it's all right we're researching this phenomenon have that be the one or two hard knock characters that come in and go, we, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, but you have yeah. like actual scientists being like, and eh, we think this person's just crazy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And just toy with that. And then by like, have the movie have this original starting point, but by the end have the story and the audience pulled into like, all right, we're, we're fucking full on Elm street now. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot that they could do, and it's I didn't know that the Elm Street stuff was tied up in issues like Friday the Thirteenth was. Like that's it, it does make sense though as to why we have had thirteen years of nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would like to see Pills' version of Nightmare on Elm. You know what I mean? Like I, I like the guy that did Doctor Sleep and everything. I've I've enjoyed the stuff that I've seen that he's done. But could you imagine someone like that getting a hold of the franchise? Yeah, well, well Freddy Krueger so needs to be twisted. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and we'll have a moment where when he does inject comedy, Krueger's a good character to do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I would so. even be all right with them bringing back Robert England, dude. I mean, he ain't too old yeah. to play the part. That's all I'm saying. No. Well, I think I think the problem with Jackie Earl Haley's version was that it was a poorly written movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a damn good job as I, I agree one thousand percent i thought that he was perfect for it um when he was when, when whenever when it finally got around to where he was full kruger and everything you're like hell kruger. man he's a, he's, he's a, a perfect passing of the torch yeah because the thing you know I, i'm right there with a lot of the fans of elm street england is freddy krueger mm-hmm 
the soul you would that you would say or the, the, the to borrow from doctor who the definitive article you might say but we got if we want the elm street property and this the legacy to continue you got to embrace the yeah. fact that someone else is going to have to be freddy krueger inevitably you yeah get for a sure. guard or something I mean, I wouldn't be mad <laughs> if they got Pennywise to do it, you know, like, but anyway, that would be a little too on the nose, but you know, so there is a clip here, uh, exclusive bunker clip. A soldier is accused of causing trouble in a new horror war flick. And I wasn't, I didn't drop the clip in there. I just wanted to kind of talk about the movie for a second. Cause it sounds interesting. I just put the trailer in trailers. Okay, okay. So we'll I haven't see seen that. this trailer. Yeah. So it says, Produced by Buffalo Filmworks and Crossroad Productions, the new horror war movie, Bunker, set to release in theaters on February the 24th, which has already been released. It follows a group of soldiers who become trapped in a bunker during World War One, haunted by an otherworldly presence. Uh, the clip begins with a soldier standing on the bunker. I'm not going to go on. What was, that movie that, what was that movie that Ian McKellen was in? Where he was a World War One soldier, and he was trapped in like this. He was trapped in this place, and it was like underground and shit. It wasn't necessarily a bunker. I'm not look that up. Yeah, hold on, because I remember watching a, a movie. I want to say, I want to say, Adam, you, me, and you talked about it, and I might have actually took the plunge and actually watched it. So the synopsis reads, trapped in a bunker during World War I, a group of soldiers are faced with an ungodly presence that slowly turns them against each other. As paranoia paranoia and fear grows between them, the men experience the true hell of war. It's kind of like Jacob's Ladder. A little bit of a thing going on. Oh, yeah, the keep, yeah. Nazis are forced to turn to a Jewish historian for help in battling the ancient demon they have inadvertently freed from its prison. Yeah. That's an old one. Old. I, yeah. I haven't seen that, but I, I watched it. Garrett turned me on to that one. 1983. He's like, you ever seen the I'm like, no, dude, I was uh, born in 87. Uh, it, it's got, it's got what a 1983 movie would have. It's about a 5.7 on IMDb rating. So, I like this the name of it in I think it's German. It's called Satan's Borg. Okay. And it's got swastikas on it too, so mm-hmm. there's that. But, but I do I, I I recommend the keep. It it's a little different now now that I'm looking at it than I remember. But the whole soldier soldier trapped in a place, some weird shit's happening. I mean it's the same idea. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would be down to watch a, a bunker horror film, you know? Right. So last up here, Ryan Reynolds is set to star in a boy band comedy. So Ryan Reynolds has just set his next starring role. THR, THR reports that the actor will star in the upcoming comedy movie Boy Band, a film he'll also be producing alongside frequent collaborator Sean Levy. Reynolds will produce under his maximum effort banner while uh, Levy is producing for 21 Laps Entertainment. It's also been noted in the report that Levy might also end up directing the film, but that hasn't been decided as of yet. Reynolds and Levy are the 
uh, are currently in pre-production on Deadpool 3 after previously collaborating on Free Guys and the Atom Project. Additionally, Reynolds will have a hand creatively with Boy Band as he co-wrote the screenplay with Jesse Andrews. Plot details have not been revealed other than the comedy it's described as a boy band reunion movie. It seems likely that Reynolds would be playing one of the members of the boy band in Boy Band, but no information has been revealed about his character. The premise is similar to that of the TV show Girls 5 Eva, which follows the reunited members of of a Spice Girls-like girl group decades later. After debuting its first two seasons on Peacock, the show will be back for season three on Netflix. It's one of various modern shows that focus on revitalizing something from the past, as the idea is also reminiscent of Hulu's comedy series Reboot. That show follows the members of popular sitcom from the early 2000s who who reunite decades later, hoping to reboot their program. The series was canceled after one season despite strong reviews. In any case, Boy Band is doing something different with the format at a feature film rather than an episodic series. I could just I'm imagine down. he's, you know, like he's probably the pre- Timberlake tore the band yeah. apart. Like, yeah, he has a successful solo career. He's got tigers and shit. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just over exactly. the top. Just, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to uh, mention here as well. Um, I found this movie. I saw a list. You know, you see these lists pop up. It's like, you know, mind-bending movies, blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. if you haven't seen them, you need to watch them. So there's a movie called The Endless. Uh, as kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now two adult brothers seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. Um, That's so familiar. So this is from the director of because he he directed this as well was in the was it from the early 2010s it's 2017 i'm gonna put the trailer in trailers okay because he directed uh moon knight and he's directed some loki oh and i think that he wrote some of the moon knight stuff as well I'm per, you know, we we talked about the guy that DC pulled over, and I think that Justin Benson is that person. Not a hundred percent certain, but this was one of those movies that popped up on the list. It's like if you haven't seen this, like mine, it's kind of like Primer, like not like Primer, but kind of has that same idea of like if you haven't, because I haven't seen Primer, but anyway, it's like it's one of those films that like everybody talks about. It's not rated, it's low budget, the whole nine yards, but it's supposed to be really really good so primer is a very good movie by the way so i just wanted to i dropped that in like the uh check that out thing yeah. that way if we ever uh need something to fill a week we got it um so, um speaking of of this type of stuff there was actually a scene in primer one of the it to me it's one of the best reactions to like like in the real world, if you fuck, like whenever you like someone finding out that time travel is real. Yeah. Like there's this whole like sequence where the two main characters see an earlier versions of themselves going somewhere. They're like stacked, staked out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And dude goes to like show them some shit. And like, I don't know, just the whole reaction to them finding the machine the main guy like kind of real like oh fuck like it works like that whole type of thing like that was it was a really good sequence 
Well, I remember the last time we talked about primary, we did time crimes. Yeah. You know, it's one that gets grouped up with that one because it had like a $7,000 budget. Right. Yeah. made half a well, million bucks. And that's why that scene was so good, man, because it wasn't like, you know, normally if, if, if we're watching some time travel, sometimes there's a bit of a spectacle aspect to it, like either some psychedelic warp thing where they're in a machine and it's doing shit, bells and whistles are going off. Yeah. But this, it's very subdued. It's very acting driven, and it's really good. Yeah, David Sullivan. He was on. He's buddies with Dalia, and he had mm-hmm. him on this podcast a while back, and they talked about it. Like he was like, "Yeah, man, like I, I wanted to be an actor, and I was trying to get jobs and stuff, and couldn't really get one. But then this guy, I met a guy at one of these gigs, and he's like, let 'Let's just make a movie. It might help us get in.' He's like, so we just shot this movie, like." No budget. That's, that's crazy. And it worked. I mean, it went to film festivals and shit. Like, right. Got him in. Oh yeah, man. Because there's, because there's, there's, there's pretty much no special effects in that movie, and they still pull off a successful time travel movie. Right. I'd be down to check it out. I watched it when it was. Uh, oh man, I was, I was yeah, a it's teenager. Been a long time dude. ago. Uh, it came on, uh, one of the, it was back when they would, you would get, you know, when you had digital cable, you'd have like five HBOs, five Cinemaxes to flip through that type of shit. And it was on one of those pay channels one time. And I just sat with it. I, like I saw the, I'd read the synopsis and was like, Hmm, time to line let's, yeah. yeah, let's do this. And at first I won't lie because of like, because of my lizard brain at the time, at first it was a bit of a it was a bit of a slow crawl but once like i said once that scene hits you're like all right i'm invested right i mean you know how many movies this is kind of a weird thing to say but do you know how many movies that i inevitably have watched all, like whenever i was a teenager whenever like i was you have a number years? Well, I don't. Well, like, that, I mean, I could, I could probably, I mean, I could, I could process right spitball, but I, I'm not. These movies that I watched on IFC because two things were guaranteed on IFC, and only one thing was what I was looking for. <laughs> and I watched so many movies on IFC because I wanted to see some. I wanted to see some titties, you know, and I would just inevitably watch like movie after movie, hoping for a titty, but like seeing some great IFC movies, like, yeah, it's weird. I remember when they used to put titties in movies. Yeah, I know. Back in the day, like every movie had to have at least one set. Yeah. So yeah, you know, anyway. They're like, who is she? Quiet on the set. Who's that? That's the titty girl. Oh, sit down. Yeah. We're not ready for yeah, you take, yet. Yeah. Go ahead get and take them out. The <laughs> yeah. Get them ready. Get them ready the for the girl. scene. Yeah. Let me see them. Yeah. That's, that'll work. Yeah. They're good. But yeah, I just, because whenever you said Cinemax, <laughs> like oh, it, it was like, you know how many movies I've seen on Cinemax where I'm just looking for a titty? Back in the day, I remember. I remember one time, I'd fallen asleep in the living room watching like 
the matrix or some shit at the time and i'd woke up it was after midnight and so the after dark stuff was on and i was waking up because it was a stupid song playing like it was like slow jazz and you just kept hearing like, and she'll have to do what's wrong to make it right. And I'd look up at the TV and it's like this blonde just fucking just banging this dude into the ground, dude. But it's Cinemax style, so you don't see anything other than boobs and very overdramatic like grunting and shit like that. And I just remember like that song played every time there was a love scene. Which I guess the larger thing is I sat through the rest of it. So there's <laughs> one that sticks with me. It was it was ridiculous though. I was just like, This is so stupid. <laughs> like the one that sticks with me from when I was a kid was Lucy Lou and this guy mm-hmm. were in a pool full of rattlesnakes having sex and the snakes were biting them. I don't know Whoa. what movie it's in, but <laughs> that she was just naked and I was like, That's Lucy Lou. And they were in, I don't know why the they were doing it. keyword but... search I've ever topped in. Yeah. Lucy Lou snake. <laughs> Swimming pool. But they're like banging and these snakes are like, <laughs> just start biting and they're like, ah, you know, like, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what is this? It's only giving me how to get a snake out of a swimming pool. <laughs> you can call Lucy Lou. Woman discovers 12 foot monster snake swimming in hotel. Do y'all check your toilets before you sit down? Yes. Yeah. I always look in there to see if there's a snake in that motherfucker. Dude, I saw a movie where there was some shit like that happened where like somebody got got through the toilet and ever since then it just fucked me up. Irrational fear, man. Yeah, I always look. Because all I think is I'm going to sit down and fucking... Yeah. And you're like, man, my scrot, you know? I don't want because that's anything. exactly how that's exactly what we would how we would react. We'd just go ah my scrot yeah no I punch my dick off. It's <laughs> something <laughs> latched onto <laughs> Griffin. Oh. Griffin would pull out his filler boxing gloves and go oh you trying to fill <laughs> yeah would you know snake turns into ready to rumble in your bathroom. I'm more scared. I'm not as scared of snakes as I am snapping turtle, dude. You- I never realized how dangerous snapping turtles was until like I looked, I read up on them after I've handled countless of them. Yeah. And I never realized it was like, Oh dude, I was so close to losing a hand several fucking times. They don't work till it thunders, dude. Or until you take a (laughs) knife and cut their fucking head off, which is exactly what I would do. If one, well, well, here's my thing. I guess it's because I, I, I grew up watching like little nature shows. So I've always seen how people handle turtles. Yeah, pick them up. And it's effective. It's fucking effective. Yeah, can't reach. Yeah. It. But uh, it is going to be like, uh, there was one that I, because out here where I live, like a lot of, like a lot of water, a lot of swampiness, that type of shit. So it's prime time turtle town over here. <laughs> you know, it's where you going, Trav? Turtle Town, <laughs> dude. I live in Turtle Town, man. But anyway, usually in the springtime, there's at least once or twice where I'll either see a turtle or I'll have to move it or some shit like that. Yeah, I've gotten them off the road. Yeah, and, well, I had one that was parked right in my driveway, and I was like, man, <laughs> I'm have to get out and move this. My spot. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to run this hey. turtle over. That's fucked up. Yeah, dude. I've seen Cannibal Holocaust way too I've many times. I've seen them in the road trying to get across, and it's like, dude, somebody's going to fuck you up. 
but uh so i got behind it grabbed it by its like its shell and near its legs and because I, I saw its face and i was like "Ooh, you gotta that looks like that's gonna hurt if you clamp down and so when I, the minute i did and i grabbed him it, it snapped at me and i was like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> look at the little turtle you know but uh i moved it and everything but every time i set a turtle down it looks at me like you know what you all right i should yeah. let you cook thanks yeah, it would take me forever so. to get over here. I had no idea there was a Peter Pan movie coming out. No. Man. It kind of came out of nowhere. So, before we watch this trailer, there's already, you know, of course it's a Disney movie or a yeah. Disney Plus. It's 2023. So. So. Yeah, so there's there's a whole plethora. It's a completely of, different movie. Well, Well, no, here's the thing. It's not. But my here's the thing going in, guys. Peter Pan is an upbeat, bright movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. The tone for this movie is so off that that's why it's gonna suck, in my opinion. It's 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 like it's not grim dark, but you, you'll know what I mean. Like there are movies that Zack Snyder should never make. Peter Pan's one of them, and this is an example as to why. Okay. Uh you, you'll you'll see what I mean. Well, the I'm guy sure. that uh wait a minute. <laughs> he directed well, he was well, the editor for the Green Knight. Whoa. They use the same you'll editor. See, you'll see what I mean, man. Like this story doesn't like it doesn't deserve this level of like seriousness. You'll you'll get what I mean. Hook was pretty serious, dude. No, yeah, so dude. the editor <laughs> This guy's an editor. That's all he's ever done is edit movies. Green Knight, bunch of them. Well, I'm sure it's this is be his first movie he's ever directed. Whoa! Well, it's probably going to be edited and beautifully like paced together. I would assume, but the tone. Yeah, he's not the editor on this one though. He's just the director. Oh, okay. Disney's like, mm, we'll edit it. <laughs> yeah. You can't you just shoot. We ain't it. paying you two different salaries. <laughs> That's crazy though. So this will be this guy's first flick. Let's check it out. I'm ready. Ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Itting it. There's the green knot. Oh, God, who's playing Captain Hook? I hope it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, Jude Law. My world. Okay. 
Jim Gaffigan's playing Smee. I mean, see what I mean? It's going to be hard to beat that Dustin Hoffman performance, but. Yeah. I mean, you could have synced it up with any superhero movie, any Star Wars movie. Like, it followed those same beats. But, like, here's my thing just give it a different filter. Yeah, it's the color. Uh, the over like, and here's the thing. Normally, I'm a sucker for over dramatic orchestral fucking suspense music playing. I love it. Feels off with this. Like whenever they were jumping from the clock tower, I was like, dude, if these motherfuckers break the sound barrier like Superman and fly to Neverland, I'm no. <laughs> like, I'm like, give me a break. I mean, Superman kind of is Peter Pan, though. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Smee! Are tomatoes really tomatoes, Griffin? Depends on if you're one of the Lost Boys or not. I mean, do you dip your orange slices in caramel? Maybe. Yeah, you disgust me. (laughs) Milk first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need to borrow your gloves now. Always milk first. We got some A24 action here. Past lives. All right. Three, two, one, play. Parasite. Mm hmm. Depressing. That dude looks familiar. He's going to slowly bow out, ain't he?
824 is like, yes, we make these kinds of movies too. <laughs> I was waiting for it to get fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's for the, the, they're they're good about letting the fucked up part happen in the movie instead of telling you. That was the guy from The Big Short. The American dude. Yeah, he was in the box. What? What? He's the, the Umbrella Academy. This? Yeah. Die Hard Two. Did y'all watch what? the first one? I didn't know what the fuck is Die Hard. Kevin Hart. It's like a parody. Yeah. From with John saying Die Hard. Oh man. Die Hard. I watched the first one. It was pretty funny. Yo, I've been waiting for the sequel. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. I'm. Let's pay it. I mean, I had to pull that thumbnail though. Look at that. (laughs) I know, right? All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit his partner in the first one was john travolta oh i remember that Yeah. yeah oh god here we go Who took my side? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) John Cena's going to save that movie. Yeah, for sure. Who took my side? Why does John Cena need to be the play version of Thor now? Whenever it cuts to like the play playing oh, out yeah. in Marvel, like, why does he need to be Thor now? <laughs> oh man, Russell Crowe, the Pope's exorcist. Did y'all know there were three popes? Right now, yeah, there's always been three. There's a white pope, no. which is the one that everybody <laughs> sees. That's the white pope, but there's okay. a gray pope and a black pope. The gray pope is the, like, he's in charge of everything. So we don't see him? No. 
Wow. I mean, you look it up. I don't, this is a different podcast. <laughs> oh, no, pretty no, dude, you done ripped that can of fucking tuna open, dude. We'll Let's talk about it after out. the podcast. Is the Black Pope the dude from Ghost? Nah, it's just a dude. Oh, okay. Is he called? I just learned this the stuff Black yesterday. Pope. I was like, what? I'm looking it up. I was I like, got, oh, this is real. I need tenfold when we go to have this conversation. I mean, it's real. Okay. It goes pretty you deep. First three popes. I'm like the great the pope. The, the tripopacy. The tripopacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as fuck. I'm ready for this though. Russell Crave. Let's see what kind of voice he's got. Three, two, yeah. one, play. <clears throat> Where's my son? Mm-hmm. Assisted suicide, but okay. Okay. He's Italian. He couldn't shake he couldn't shake Zeus. Oh. Ooh. How stir of echoes. Is it the soul of the first pope? Bring me the priest. Oh, shit. God damn. Okay. Might Lots be of black a comeback, goo. you know? Black goo crosses. I mean, we'll see. I ain't gonna give it a pre-star yet. Yeah. But... <laughs> but this one on the other hand, shit. Less sentinel. Who's going to be standing watch after this? Kate Bosworth. Dude. Fair that trade. That's comment. We see it. Kate Bosworth still has my heart. 
Bad, you know. All right. Bad. Three, two, one, play. I don't know what that's about. Oh. Oh. Okay. Somebody always goes mad. Yeah. He about to go sunshine on them. It's like dice boot, but above water. I'm telling you, man, you got to vet these people before you put them in situations like that. Like I know, man. Ocean madness. <laughs> He's like, there's one way to stop it all. Kill everyone? Yeah. Give me a wallet. <laughs> Fucking crazy. We got some De Niro action. Sebastian? Man, okay. Got, you know? Yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> they come to my house. They eat my food. <laughs> I love okay. Sebastian. Is he what's that one, two, three, play? <laughs> Are y'all playing it? Yes. Okay. I am. <laughs> yeah, they're like super white. 
Yeah. Look like Anders. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Give a little bit. Oh, then he rubbed it on the window. He br he really brings that. I got my eye on you, fucker energy, you know? Yeah. It is Anders. <laughs> no. <laughs> it kind of looks funny. Yeah. I like Sebastian. Oh, yeah. Maniscalco. So now this we get a is full that, trailer. Yeah, Donald yeah. Glover thing, right? Okay. Well, I'm interested to see how this turns out. <clears throat> All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh yeah, this was the obsessed with Like a darker, the fanatic. Yeah. This is this is Selena. Yes.
a series too. Mm-hmm. Queen B. Very interesting. What is this? Smoking causes coughing. Bet. <laughs> you know? Hmm. <clears throat> Should I already know? I used to have that smoker's cough, you know, back in the day. Yeah, this is, you'll see. Kind of weird. All right, three, two, one, play. Couldn't pass it up. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, okay. French Danger 5? Yeah, right. The fuck? Okay. What Holy the shit. This looks ridiculous. <laughs> I think we, we got a contender for Forum Film February yeah. next year, you know? Oh, yeah. Up her. Where you at? I'm up her. Damn it. I got too many tabs open. Sometimes you get lost in the sauce. Yeah, I understand. All right. <clears throat> I stay lost in the sauce, bro. All right, three, two, one, play. This is... Tick, tick, boom, Hamilton, Book of Mormon. Okay. Screenwriters, songwriters.
Okay. Oh, it's a musical. They're not real people, though. What's happening? He's handling it. All righty then. Looks interesting. <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting concept. I guess. Mm, really? <laughs> I mean, to like have your inner yeah, voices. I mean. Like, you know. Voices did it better. Yeah. Come on, Griffin. Just say it sucked. You know it did. Look, I'm going to be completely honest on the podcast right now. I'll watch anything that has that chick in it. Because I've always thought she was very attractive. <laughs> since, you... since Arrested Development, like back in the day. Yeah, I don't know why. I just... I'm not getting into it. We're just not even going to talk about it. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <clears throat> but I will watch it because she's in it. Trav, have you seen this trailer? I've only seen the teaser. Okay. Oh. This one like really shows the story. Yeah. Like how it's going to play out. A little cock knocker. Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Three, two, one, play. Glad it's finally coming out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> shirt, buddy.
Look. <laughs> oh shit. That looks great, man. Jesus Christ. He's the motherfucking machine. I'm down. Yeah, I'm you got so a party with me and it does that shot from up from the bottom, yeah. like with his belly. <laughs> War. What is it good for? Absolutely no. Absolutely nothing. Violence? Yeah. Violence? Violence? <laughs> I'm ready to peep this. All right, here we go. Close caption, turn on. Three, two, one, play. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> He's driving and firing that minigun, dude. How many locations are they going to? I like how every line is low and slow. Yeah. I like to get really close to the microphone. It's like, let's film everything like a Call of Duty cutscene. I mean... Those dudes are beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'm down to watch Why it, you know. All right, Bunker, I'm interested in this. This comment, I really like the idea of haunted bunkers. Do, do you? Film feels pretty retro, too, with acting, scenery, and edit. All that's missing is black and white screen like Lighthouse. I will give it a watch. All right. All right. Three, two, one, play. Violence, violence, violence. That is pretty original, though, like in the bunker. Fuck that. Oh, they're going to get stuck down there. That's a creepy shot. Yeah, I like the way it looks. Yeah. The thing. He's going to be the one. He's like that dude from the abyss. Look at him. Yeah. They're all going mad. I think that's the thing. Like, nothing kills them. They all just kill each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at that shot. That's in that clip. Oh. We'll put that in. Check it out. You already did, didn't you? No. Let's take it in there. That doesn't look bad. This looks like an absolute psychological horror film. Like, I don't think there's anything supernatural going on. They're just perceiving it that way. They're going to kill each other. Yeah, I think it's just... He says, I really hope they put this on Blu-ray. I will buy it. And then he commented under it, and he went, it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Fubar? Bet. It was good. Bet. Yeah, I I definitely want to see it. All right. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, in New Orleans? 
run. Uh oh. Nope. It's like a UFO cult. What the fuck? Oh shit. It's like some outer range shit. I wonder if he saw this before he made note because it had that camera room. Makes you wonder. I have not seen this, and I actually would like to see it. Oh, no. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, that oh, looks, it should be available then. It looks like it's got just enough mystery to keep you going through most of the film, and then it has it might have a good reveal. Yeah, right. All right, we're at the end of the trailers. Next week, we're doing triple R bar. I mean, just triple R. Um, I just saw at the end of that trailer that there was a suggested video saying the endless ending explained. So maybe we're going to get some weird out of it. That's what I like. Finally watching Triple R though, man. Yeah. Everybody's been talking about this movie. Even James Cameron was like, I know, right? It's time to brace ourselves for raw, dude. This will be my first Bollywood. Same. Like official Bollywood. I I mean, back in the day, I watched a little Bollywood from time to, you know, movies for guys who like movies type Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? But um, this is the one I think to do it with. Yeah. Really put us in the right spot, the right headspace. Three plus hours, I do believe. So keep that in mind. So once again, what are we in for? Wylands, Wylands, Wylands. Yeah, three hours and seven minutes. I mean... Hey, the movie's done so well, though, they're going to let... I guess they perform a song in the movie. Of course they do, right? (laughs) Um, They're going to let them perform it at the Oscars. Like the Oscar Oscars? Yes. No Oh, this movie will probably win an Oscar. Okay. When James Cameron was talking to that dude... How? Apparently, it's bad fucking This movie looks so ridiculous, though. Dude, D'Elia was like... When he watched it, he was like, I want to move there and do nothing but Bollywood movies. (laughs) Bollywood action. Because it's just over the top. Yeah, right here. Nominated for one Oscar. Um, Total nominations just across the board, 128, 157. Wow. I bet it gets the Oscar. What is it? Foreign film? Probably. Yeah. Well, I'm three hours and yeah, I know what I'm doing on my Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on Netflix. I think I'm going to have to break that thing off. And you never know though. It may be so good that you can't stop watching. Yeah. I mean, here's hoping man. Oh, and it takes place in the 1920s. 
Bet. Didn't know that. All right. Wildlands, wildlands, wildlands. Next week. Finally. Let's do it. Checks in the mail. <laughs>